Tonight we're starting something new. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be doing a series called Overcome. And there will be different titles that go along with that. Being a Christian means life is easy, right? You think, oh, I get saved. I'm just going to go from, you know, everything's just, my life's just going to be blessed. I'm never going to go through trials and tribulation. Well, that's not the rea reality for most. We often choose to play along. And what do we do? We put on our mask, right? If you want to hear a lot of lies, just show up on Sunday morning at church. And what do I mean by that? Well, just ask anybody on Sunday morning, how are you doing? And they could have just lost their dog or got lost their job or whatever. And you know what they're going to say? Fine. I'm doing great, right? We mask our shame we, and our sin, our hurts and our fears. But the truth is, Jesus invited us to be free, not just look happy. How many of you are tired of just looking happy? You know, you want to be free. And, and I've done this before, too. I've had, I've had a bad week, and uh, I show up on Sunday morning, and everybody say, How you doing? Oh, great. When on the inside, I'm just like, you liar. You're not doing great. You're having a bad week. Because you know what? Everybody has bad weeks. So this series is about freedom. You're either facing something or you've been facing something. And this series is about believing you can overcome whatever you are facing in life, no matter what it is, you can overcome because of what? Jesus, right? If, if you have a Bible, and if you don't, I encourage you to get one. Please get one. We're going to start in John. This is not going to be our main reading tonight. This is just a little opening. But if you have your Bible, we're going to read in John 16, verse 33. And I'll give everybody a chance to get their Bible and get there. John, chapter 16, verse 33. And right now, I'm reading out of the NIV. It's not my normal translation. I love New King James. But for tonight, I'm reading out of NIV. So, if you're there, say there. There, there. All right. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm here for a reason. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. All right, right? Because you know what? We are all here for a reason. And God knew each one of you were going to be here even before you were born. He knew you would be here at this time on this night. Uh, John 16, verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So this is Jesus, and he's talking to his disciples. This is a little bit before Jesus is getting ready to check out. You know, he's like telling his disciples that, you know what? You're living in a messed up world. And, uh, and he's telling them that they're about to face a lot of problems. That they're about to go through a lot of trials and tribulations. I love this. He tells them, I have told you this so that when their uh, time comes, you will remember that I have warned you about, about them. So Jesus has warned and already said, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have trials and tribulations. There's going to be things that's going to happen. You know, what's funny is right after he tells him this, and he goes, and by the way, I'm about to be peace out. I'm about to check out. He's about to 
you know, ascend. He's about to go to heaven. But notice in the scripture, Jesus didn't say, take care. Because why? What does take care mean? That basically means take care, you're on your own, figure out your problems, right? Jesus said, take heart. Take heart means cheer up, be encouraged, right? So how can Jesus just tell us this? Take heart, be encouraged. Because his last, if you look at the last statement he says, he says, I have overcome the world. See, Jesus already knew everything we were going to go through, and he's already overcome the world. He's overcome anything that we have been through or ever will go through. Jesus has overcome it. So this is what he is telling his disciples and what he's telling all of us. No matter what you are facing, no matter what it is, no matter if it's trouble at school, no matter if it's lust, it's perversion, it's pornography, it's, it's cheating, it's lying, it's stealing, it's, you know, being um, obedient to your parents. No matter what you are facing, you know what, and some it even goes worse. Some it's suicidal thoughts, thoughts of hurting yourself. No matter what you can think of or what you may think your challenge is, you can overcome it because Jesus says, I have overcome the world. And if he has overcome the world, he is in us so we can overcome these problems. Not on anything we can do ourselves, but through him. This is why reading the Bible is so important. This is why I challenge y'all to read the Bible, because look how powerful that one scripture is. And if you also look at, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read this real quick. Romans 8.37, it says, Yet in all things, and all these things, these things, all these things that we go through, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So in other words, in all this all this stuff you go through, we are more than overcomers, right? We are more than conquerors. So the title of my message tonight is Overcoming the Noise. See, we live in a busy, crazy world. We go from one event to different things at school, and our brains begin, our brains begin to get filled with all this stuff. We get filled with so much stuff that sometimes it's just hard to even hear yourself think because you just got so much going on in your mind. So how do we overcome all the noise so we can hear God? To overcome any of our problems, we first must be able to hear God. And so tonight, if you'll turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, this is where we're going to spend the rest of most of the night. 1 Samuel Chapter 3. And when you're there, say there. All right. Everybody's there. All right. I'm going to read this, and y'all just kind of follow along. It says, Now the boy, Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. So what was the word of the Lord? It was rare, right? In other words, people just didn't hear from God all the time. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was no widespread of revelation. And it came to pass at the time while Eli was laying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, so he was getting ready to go to sleep, that he could not, and that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was laying down, that the Lord called Samuel. 
And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Go lie down again. And when he went and lied down, then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli finally gets what's going on. He said that the Lord had called the boy. So, th so therefore Eli, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called at, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. You know, if you read through the Bible, God spoke in many ways, right? What is one of the most bizarre way you, you remember God speaking in the Bible? The donkey. Right. He spoke through a donkey, right? So imagine, Lexi, what's your dog's name? Maverick. Maverick? Wow. Like Top Gun Maverick or something? So imagine if Lexi goes home tonight and her dog comes in her room and starts talking. Do you think Lexi would just sit there and go, that's pretty cool, Maverick's talking. No, she'd be freaking out, right? So, you know, you can imagine God speaking through a donkey if you were there to see that, how freaky that would have been. So, you know, God speaks in different ways, and he has spoken in different ways to people. Maybe God has spoken you through a message. How many of you went to a church and you left there going, wow, that message, is, that message was just for me? right? That was God speaking to you through that message. And maybe you're sitting there and you go, I've never heard God speak. And you're asking yourself, does he, does he only speak in the morning? Imagine that. If God only spoke in the morning, I would sure miss it. Because how many of you in, in here are morning people? You love to get up in the morning. Yeah, you can count me out too. I'm not, you know, Chris Bauer, he can get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and seek God. That's great. I wished I could do that because I believe it would be a good thing to start your day with. But I'm more of a night owl. Like, I'm sometimes just going to bed at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Some of you say, do you have to be special? Do you have to be special for God to speak to you? Who does he speak to? Well, I believe you don't have to be special but you have to be surrendered to him. Let's talk about Samuel. At this time, Samuel was like 12 or 13 years old. And he lived in the temple. Now remember, he lived in the temple where they, kept the, where they kept the ark. And this was a place where people came to worship. And basically, you can say he was an intern. Some of you have come to internship before. But basically, Samuel was an intern, and his, uh, you know, his family had dedicated him there to serve. And Eli was like Samuel's pastor. Um, in this case, we'll say he's like his youth pastor, you know, because he was 12 or 13, so he was youth age. And Samuel is serving in the house of God, but he doesn't know the voice of God. See, up until this time, Samuel had never heard God speak. And see, you can serve or come to church all the time. You can be here on Wednesday nights, 
Sunday mornings. You can come to every activity. But your activity for God can't replace your intimacy with God. You can't just be busy for God and expect that you're just having this intimacy time with God. You're hearing from God. Like me, I can't just seek God for you and that be my only intimacy time with God because that's part of my activity with God is seeking God for you. Being a youth pastor is, is, is more than, you know, I can't just let that be my only time that I seek God. If I am, I'll never grow deeper with God because that is not my intimacy time with God when I'm seeking God for you. Now, God can speaks to me during that time, but it's not for me personally. So in this story, we have Samuel, who's found his place, and he's laying down to go to sleep. And what does he hear? He hears God saying, Samuel. What does he do? He gets up. He runs to Eli. Hey, you called? Eli's like, dude, I didn't call you. Go lay back down. He goes, lays back down. He hears God again. Samuel. Man, you can just see Eli. Imagine being Eli. You're waking up like, dude, who is calling me? Runs to Eli. You call? And Eli says, no, I did not call you. Go lay down. You know, and it took the third time for Eli to, to realize what was going on. He was hearing the voice of God calling him. And what was Samuel doing when God spoke to him? He was resting, right? He was in a still, quiet place. He had found his place where he was quiet and, and just relaxing. He wasn't out trying to make something happen. He was just laying, going to sleep, just resting. And here's the cool thing. Up to this point, Samuel had not heard the voice of God. But if you keep reading, by the end of this chapter, all of Israel knows that Samuel hears the voice of God. See, hearing from God is something you can learn. It doesn't come natural. And I know some of you struggle with hearing from God. You think you can just sit down at any moment and hear God. You know what? It's a learning process. You're not going to hear God. I still, sometimes, especially in my own situation, praying for God, asking for answers, if I could sit down every time and just pray and God spoke to me right then and there, it'd be awesome. But that doesn't happen all the time. You have to train your ear. And this was, this was what Eli was doing for Samuel. He told Samuel, go back to that place. In other words, go back to that place where you heard God spoke to you. This is just a, some suggestions. This is not any of thus saith the Lord. But if you want to learn how to hear God, this is three things that I suggest you could do. Number one is set aside a place. Be intentional, because we're talking about hearing from God. So set aside that place at your house or somewhere. Some of you may want to go out in the, you know, outside or be somewhere by yourself. But set aside that place where you can hear from God. And also set aside a time. Remember a few weeks ago I said, don't have your times with God like a drive through quiet time. Don't make it where it's just a quick thing. If you look through the Bible, you will see that man of God set a time to meet with God. And yes, most of the time, that was the morning, right? Most of the guys, if you look at Psalms 5, verse 3, this is David. He said, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. 
Imagine if every morning, if we could train ourselves to get up in the morning and spend that time with God. Because it says, listen, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. See, once we pray and ask God, we have to expect that he's going to answer our prayers. See, he waited expectantly. The third thing I suggest is set aside a plan. In other words, have your Bible, have a pen, have a journal. You're like, what is that doing? Well, you're going to hear God's voice. You have the scripture to back up what you hear. You write down and apply it to your life. Will you hear from God every morning? I don't know. You might. If you train your ears to hear from God, you will. You know, you have to position yourself. Don't expect, say one morning you get up to do this or whatever that time it is you find to spend with God. Maybe one time you go and you sit down and you pray and do all this and you don't hear anything. Don't quit doing it. Keep positioning yourself to hear from God. Samuel positioned himself to hear from God. Did he hear from him every day? I don't know. But if you, if you continue to read, if you look at verse 19, it says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his word fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So as Samuel grew up, he trained his ear to hear from God by spending time with him daily. And see, right now, a lot of you are so busy in school. I mean, look. Look how many youth are not even here on Wednesday night. So busy in school. And, I'm, and, and no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's something wrong because a youth's not here. I know there's going to be nights that all of you aren't going to be here. And don't think if you're not here that I'm condemning you or looking down because you're not here. I would never do that. You all are going to have reasons why you can't be here on Wednesday night. Some of you have no choice. Your parents bring you. If they don't come, you don't come. So I will never look down upon anybody from not being here on Wednesday night. But we get so busy that we don't spend that time with God. We, we're not spending time with God. We're not training our ears to hear from God. So Samuel heard God's voice and God's voice became clearer and clearer to Samuel. He heard from time and time again. But here's the kicker. What was the first thing that God spoke to Samuel? This is where the overcome part comes in. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I'm in verse 11. Now, verse 12, it says, In that day I will perform against Eli in all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So in other words, God had showed something to Eli about his family, something his boys were doing. And Eli chose not to deal with it. He chose to cover it up. So now God had to come and speak to Samuel to tell Samuel, hey, this is what's going on. 
You know, and there is going to be times in your life that God's going to speak to you for someone else. He's going to give you a word for something, for someone. He's going to show you that what somebody's going through. You know, a few weeks ago, God showed um, Kenny that I was about to go through some trials and tribulations. I got sick, lost my job. So, you know what? Sometimes God will speak to you to show you stuff for someone else. But if you're that person that every time you pray and hear God, that you're just hearing God for somebody else and not yourself, yeah, there's something not right there. You know, and I'm not saying that about Kenny. I'm just saying anybody. If you just always hear God for someone else, but you don't hear God for yourself, you need to check something because something's not right. So God had spoke this word to Samuel. He told him all that was going on with Eli, that Eli had basically had sin in his household. Eli had refused to, do it, to deal with it. Eli chose to cover it up. Now imagine being in Samuel's shoes. Here you are, Samuel's, you know, Eli's Samuel's pastor, someone Samuel looks up to. And he has to go give him this word. I imagine Samuel fought and fought. Lord, I am not telling him that. Well, then the next morning, if you go on to read, Eli comes to Samuel and says, What did the Lord say to you? Don't hold anything back. And he warns, he warns Samuel, Don't you hold nothing back. Samuel told Eli what God had shared with him. God had to speak the issue about Eli's family to someone else. See, I think when God speaks to us primarily, it's not to give us information for someone else, but to give your revelation for your own transformation. See, God wants to speak to you to help you with your own revelation for your own transformation. God's trying to, to grow us all. See, He loves us the way we are, but He loves us too much to leave us the way we are. God wants to speak to you for you to overcome things not just for others. And here's the bottom line. If you have not heard anything else that I've said tonight, hear this. You will never overcome anything you refuse to uncover. So if you have stuff in your life that you're refusing to deal with, that you're refusing to let be exposed, you will never overcome those things. You will struggle with those things day after day, year after year. And see, God doesn't uncover these things because he wants you to feel dirty or bad he wants to heal these things he wants to help you overcome these things you just have to have the courage to first uncover it and second you may need to share it with a parent or pastor so they can pray with you and help you walk in freedom and see i know there's some youth in here that and some of them have come, you know, there's a few youth, they come to me each week. Oh, man, I'm dealing with this. And I know there's some others that's dealing with stuff that they're yet afraid to share it. But you know what? I'm, just to let you all know, anything you share with me stays with me unless it's something that's, you know, that's bad enough that I think I need to go to your parents or something about. And we're talking like suicidal stuff here. Because uh, imagine if you came to me with something like that and I didn't, tell your parents and then something happened if you you, you got to expose you got to be willing to uncover things in your life that you want dealt with and I know a lot of you you struggle with some of the same issues and you're like why am I getting past this have you really uncovered it have you really 
led it before God? Are you doing like what Eli did? And you're just like, okay, God shared that with me, but you know what? I'm just going to push that aside. I'm going to cover that up. It'll eventually go away. You know what? It's not going to go away. There is no freedom in that. God's primary reason to speak to us is to show us who he is and to show us his ways, to help us grow closer to him by overcoming things of this world. It's then you will see uh, yourself through his eyes and you can find your purpose and destiny. How do we overcome things we're going through? First, we have to uncover it, right? And what did God say? We can overcome anything because what? He first overcome the world. So God's in us. So there is nothing that you're dealing with that you're going through that you can't overcome. You just have to choose to lay it before God and, and let it be dealt with. And that's how you'll begin to more hear from God. See, up until this point, Samuel had never heard the voice of God. He had been living in the temple. Imagine, he was in the temple where the ark was, doing all these activities, never heard from God until this point. And then from then on, he grew closer and closer to God, and he had trained his ears more and more to hear from God. Don't let your activity in church, coming to church, or Sunday mornings and Wednesday night, be your only time with God. Because if that is you're never going to be an overcomer. You have to spend that time with God. You have to get along with God. You have to be willing to lay down those things that are taking all your time, that are distracting you from the Word of God. You have to be able to overcome the noise in this world to hear God. That busyness that we allow ourselves to get into. You know, and you think, wow, I really don't have a lot of time. Really? If you took some of... and and I'm guilty of this, TV time away, if you took Facebook time, texting time, phone time, if you just subtracted a little of that, you would realize, wow, I have a lot more time on my hands than I realize. We all want to be overcomers, right? And we all go through stuff. There's not one of you in here that don't go through things. And, um, and I know some of you are going through stuff right now. But you know what? God knows what it is. He's just waiting for you to uncover it and let him have it. He wants you to meet with him. He wants you to get on your face before him. He wants you to spend time with him to hear his voice. Don't make your times when you sit down with God just quick. You lay down and, okay, I prayed a few minutes. I didn't hear God. And I know some of you, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. I've done this. I'll go to study at night and I'm like, well, I'm going to lay down and pray a minute. Wow, that was a mistake, because next thing you know, I wake up, oh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I didn't get anything done, because I thought I was going to lay down and pray a minute. Like I told you before, when you're meeting with God, meet in that room like you're meeting with a person, because you are. God is there. So how do we overcome things? Come on. How do we overcome? Sweeping under the rug. Sweeping under the rug, that's it. <laughs> He listened to my message well tonight. No. How do we overcome? Plugging into the source. Plugging into the source, right? Uncovering ourselves before God. Seeking out help. You know what? There's going to be some things you can't just, you can't do on your own. You're going to need some guidance. You're going to need some help. 
And that's what me or any of the leadership of this church is here for, is to help you. Or your parents. Don't be afraid to talk to your parents. Your parents are there to help you. You know, they're there to help guide you. You're going to go through stuff. We have several messages coming up on Overcome. One's going to be Overcome Fear. There's several things we're going to talk about the next few weeks. So I encourage you to be here. If you have to miss, it will be on the website. You will be able to hear what's being spoken. Roger will be sharing in a couple weeks. But I encourage you to be here each week that you can. We miss you when you're not here. Um, There is a void when each one of you are not here because you do bring something to this youth group. Each one of you have a special place in this group. And when you're not here, there is a, a void. And I'm not saying that to try to entice you to come every week. I do want you here every week. And if you can't be here some weeks, I understand I will not condemn you too much for not being here. No, I won't condemn you at all. I promise.